0: Hey, you guys! You're about to hear a really great episode!
1: We had the best time talking with our guest, but we had to cut a lot of it out for time.
0: Now, if you're like us, you probably want to hear every minute.
1: So subscribe to Make That Paper on Patreon.com to unlock extra content like the bonus episode with today's guest. Mm,
0: I'm so excited. (laughs) Welcome to Make That Paper, the show where we talk about all the crazy jobs we do to make the cash we need to pursue our artistic dreams. And
1: to keep our professor spouses in tweed and elbow
0: pads. Watch it, Bieber. We are talking about the old pop can position, the Coca-Cola cosplay. It's the dancing beverage business. We are your hosts, Jamie Parker-Stickle. And
1: Jason Bieber.
0: And on this episode, we are talking to an improviser, a playwright, a romance writer, a web show host, and the executive director of Y-Arts, the arts and humanities branch of the YMCA of Metropolitan Detroit. This is
1: not only one of the funniest people I've had the incredible privilege of working with and learning from, but also one of the kindest and most supportive creators and fosterer of creativity
0: we've ever known. So please welcome to the show the lady of the Detroit Free Press dubbed the Den Mom of Detroit Improv Comedy, Margaret Edward Towski. Yay! Yay! Uh
2: hands down, and I am not exaggerating, that is the best intro I've ever had in my entire
1: career. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> then people aren't doing it right. <laughs> Honestly. I, and I got a little uh
2: little choked up at the end there with the uh Fostering other people's creativity because that is Aww. something I really care about. So thanks, thanks,
0: Beaver. It's true. And you know what? We're we're gonna talk about all your old job and your hustle and in and, and being a performer to getting to the point where you wanna foster um people's creativity in your job now and the things you do. But I think, you know, I talked about this on a on a previous episode. I just wanna say it so I don't forget it. Um you can't out the gate want to foster other people's talent. Like that is something, <laughs> that, is, that is a point you get to when you have become so in love and, and completely passionate about art that you want art in the world and you want people to give and put out their best um, yes. and you want to help them trailblaze and do that. Yep. It, it really is a love of your uh, artistic uh, path. You know, whatever your art form is, it really is a love for that. That makes you want to foster it in other people. Yep. So it's, you can't do that at 20. No. You got to like, get to a certain point in your career and be like, oh my God,
1: I want other people to do this too. It's like procreation a little bit. No. I, I liken the You two. should be
2: a certain age when you start. But
0: <laughs> I, I'm not you should sure. have
1: your mom's permission.
0: I, I like <laughs> analogies,
1: so I'm going to work with you here. <laughs>
0: i'm not fostering this (laughs) (laughs) well it's funny because
2: when i was an undergrad um you know i didn't really sort of want to commit i was getting an acting degree but i didn't want to commit to i'm going to be an actor because that's terrifying right but Um, i had also and i also had a family with you know feet on the ground kind of attitude so i said that i was going to um college to study to become an acting teacher in college like that i would continue on but obviously you know what, do, what does he have to knowledge. teach anyone at 22, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I know for,
0: Margaret and I are both from Michigan. So I under I understand that a hundred percent. And Michigan people are workhorses and, you know, we'll stay at that company till we retire. We start. Oh and we yeah. Stay. And so for me going to college, my I had to double major because my parents were like, um, it's acting in law because it'll help you try mm-hmm. cases in court. It's acting in journalism because every anchor and news reporter needs to have a camera presence. Mm-hmm. You know, so I had those options available to me or yeah. politics and acting because every politician's an actor, but I couldn't just be a theater major, so I had to double major. So I totally Yep. It was a bitch.
2: Well, fortunately, acting goes with everything. It goes right? with
0: everything. It's, a, it's an
1: excellent supplement to whatever you do with your life. I bought <laughs> a lot of money meal. To yes.
2: <laughs> well because you learn like superpowers essentially right yep. if you can learn just solely how to listen to people mm-hmm. you could rule the world like
0: yes or to talk to they'll people tell you everything
2: you need to hear you know
0: that absolutely. you need to absolutely yep. yeah absolutely if you can just and if you can just learn to communicate your thoughts effectively mm-hmm. you know with subtext <laughs> yeah. then that's everything anybody ever needs so you could
2: have scientology money if you could learn how to that, you know, you could start a cult or um, rule the Speaking world. Cults. We've been watching The Vow. I just watched that.
0: We're almost at the end. What? And I just had
2: a dream the other night that I was having like an intake meeting for like some new cult that was very similar to Nexium.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, that makes sense. But I was
2: infiltrating though, I think, in the dream. I'm not sure.
0: Hmm.
2: I like you to think that it, yeah.
1: anyway. They want you to think you're infiltrating. <laughs>
2: The yeah. guy. I remember thinking at the time because it was like a young, attractive guy. Of course, uh, thinking like he's not doing very this, like trying to hook me thing. Like <laughs> usually, first cult meetings go
1: way better than this. <laughs> you know? Do you want to yeah. just do a personality test or something? Cause... Is there a booklet that I'm supposed to put for? Or... I'm ready for the video. <laughs>
0: I'm ready for the massage. Doesn't the one in LA give you massages? I they would join do? a cult
1: if I could get a massage I right would now.
0: Do. <laughs> well. You need to get booked on one of the shows where Scientologists are because they give massages. Get the fuck out of here! Well, it's like a a shoulder massage.
1: Uh, While they talk to you, that's like that's like the massages you get when you're playing poker. It's kind of half-assed, and your your focus is really on something else at the time. What do you hire someone to give you a massage while you're playing poker? Is that a thing? At the LA poker rooms, they have like masseuses who walk around and will you know. Are they just
0: not, they're probably spying on your hand. They're oh, going to yeah. tell the house.
1: <laughs> Hold that thought. You walk away for a minute, sweetheart. I'm. Uh, I got to look at my cards. <laughs> <laughs> that feels That's real good, scary. but uh, my bet's oh. coming up. So you leave that knot right where it is.
0: <laughs> I mean, I can see on a break between games in a tournament, but like during a game.
1: Yeah. Well, that here's would be the thing. Here's the thing about the poker rooms in LA. There is no end or there's no beginning or end. You're just you just perpetually play cards seemingly for hours on end. So they'll bring food. You'll eat an entire meal while playing a hand of cards. You'll get a massage. Are these um, in a casino? Wait, what? No poker room what what underworld are you in so here's what you need to know here's what everyone (laughs) needs to know (laughs) about you 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 may or may not be aware that california does not technically have legalized gambling what we have is certain forms of gambling that are allowed on native american reservations Ah. uh, or native american land where they've built casinos and poker rooms and um you don't you know they they only allow blackjack and poker and like pai gao um and
0: so no slots
1: no slots no, no there's a lot of stuff that and it it's just everything about it is you know very familiar but also different from what you know you're you're accustomed to if you go to Vegas or Atlantic City or Detroit any, any reputable we got some casinos like Greek town
2: yeah. Greek town yeah which yeah. it's just not greek people it's the Illiches, really or at least it was initially the, yeah. The what? The villages. The they own uh the tigers and the red wings and the foxes. Oh, the yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
2: Yeah. Gotcha. yeah, it's the same with the It's Michigan
0: royalty. It's the same. <laughs>
2: oh, the, the Baron of downtown. <laughs> Baron that von and, uh, Dan, uh <laughs> what's his name? Gilbert.
0: Oh, Dan Gilbert. His employees love him. He is like I mean, they love working for him. They love mm-hmm. him. They he does right by them, or it's a cult.
2: <laughs> I, I yeah, I'm not sure.
0: I'm not you have sure. family
2: members that work there, so I, I haven't made a decision in one way or Same. the other.
0: But it's it's crazy when, when the family members talk about him and I'm like, Wow, you've really had the Kool-Aid in a lot yeah, of it. Yeah, it's
2: either Orwellian or actually great. Like
0: mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. not
2: sure which. And that was the appropriate use of Orwellian.
0: Yes. Hmm. <laughs> um, take
1: a note, future guests of the Make That Paper podcast.
0: I, I also just want to point out, future guests of the Make That Paper podcast. Clearly, Jason Bieber has held back his side hustle as a poker player in LA. I mean, even yeah, I.
1: Wow. I'm waiting for that episode. Okay. I mean, th- maybe this is that episode.
0: It, well, it's the start well, of
2: it. I mean, is it is it side hustles or is it like, you know, unfortunate addictions? <laughs> <laughs> Which are we talking about here?
1: I hustle pretty hard and I come okay. home pretty empty handed. <laughs> okay, cool. So it's basically another acting career. So, right, so that's why he doesn't know anything about it. So.
0: <laughs> you decide hustle for the poker. That's right. Okay. Well,
1: I've got, I've got, what do I have? I have acting poker and um, I, I guess I could start a drug habit.
0: Wow. Okay. I'm going to move on from this because our listeners are going to be like, what the hell is happening? I think drug business. Um, drug business. Drug. drug habit
2: isn't really <laughs> awful.
0: What are we? Like? What podcast like are we listening giving a to? Giving away
2: of
1: money.
0: The wind of change.
1: Wind of change. You need
0: to be one of those drug dealers where the CIA is like, ah, we're not going to send you to prison. She wants
1: me to move a million dollars worth of product for the cartel.
0: Yeah. And then when you when they get caught, they all go to prison, but you
1: put on a concert in Moscow. Put on a concert in Moscow. That's a gamble. Moscow.
0: It's a big gamble. But I you know, so is acting.
1: And so is poker and LA's hottest <laughs> poker room.
0: Yeah, yeah, look at about a bunch of actors going, Oof,
1: Oof. <laughs> Ooh, so Not a very
2: stable risky. choice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sweetheart, <laughs> I Your got a BA in theater. <laughs> B-
0: well, let's talk about BAs in we theater. I got a BFA,
2: this. so. <laughs> I was just going
0: to say, uh, Margaret has a BFA in theater mm. from Wayne State University, a uh, well-known, um, very good acting program. Let's talk about that. So, you lied and you're like, I'm going to be an acting teacher because at 20, yeah. that's exactly what you want to do. Did it's you not- lie to your family
1: or were you lying to yourself? Myself. Okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, Today I entered inside. college to be a
2: teacher, like a regular teacher, like a school teacher, hmm. but I had a theater scholarship and they were like, you got to start taking theater classes. Right. Uh,
1: right. I, I asked because I lied to my family and they showed up at my graduation and said, This is not arts and sciences, this is acting. You, are I you serious? Add... You
2: went through the whole thing?
1: Oh yeah.
0: Did they never look at like Damn, that is cards long
1: game. <laughs> uh, no, they never they never looked at Report my cards. Were...
0: <laughs> <laughs> Mother, father, my college report
1: card is uh, gone. I need you to sign <laughs> it.
0: <laughs> okay, fine. But they were paying, like you weren't on financial aid or, or, or student loans like myself. You, your parents are paying for your college. So I would assume that they would be checking up on that.
1: Here's the deal. Uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> my parents
1: were getting divorced at that exact moment in history. Mm-hmm. Um, and that exact moment did last 12 years. Um fortunately, unfortunately wow. my my college experience only lasted 5.
2: Okay. <laughs> Again, me. For a BA sense?
1: in theater. Well, yeah, um, yeah. um but you know I told them I was going to USC going you know away to California for uh arts and sciences degree and they were just relieved I got into a college. Um and because and they had the, plenty on their plate they, had, While things, you were they gone? had some some other shit going on. They had other kids coming up behind me too. Like they had to mm-hmm. move on. It's kind of a turn and burn situation in my house. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I'm squared away and the deal is, you know, my my dad is bound by the the agreements between them that he must pay for my college as long as I'm enrolled. Um, so that bill goes to his secretary who sends it to his accounting guy who writes a check And, you know, we
0: bypassed the whole, like, parents knowing what you're doing thing. That's amazing. Wow. That's so 90s.
2: I mean, I can kind of, not the covering your college thing, but I can kind of understand the, like, skating by without notice because I'm the youngest of six. So, Mm -hmm. you know, there was a lot of, like... I'm going to do this. Bye. Okay. See you later. <laughs> you know, like were, were you performing in Jesus shows? knows. That was what they said when <laughs> walk out the door. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, what'd you say?
0: Were you performing in plays in school? Were you... Yeah. High
2: school? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And well, my
2: mom put me in the school play because there's, you know, such an age difference. My oldest sister was a senior and I was four. So mm-hmm. she had me, King and I, when I was like four at the high school. So I already was into it by the time I got to high school mm-hmm. and then college which, yeah
0: and so were they coming to your college performances <laughs> yeah yeah I mean it
2: was it was a mixed bag right because I think that they knew that I had talent and they enjoyed watching me on stage and there was a little bit of um maybe some you know living vicariously uh because yeah. you don't get out going like this from nowhere right. so um so I think that it was that it was just fear. You just afraid for your kid. And now that I'm a parent, I totally get it. Like, totally. I won't, I've called my kid my little Alex P. Keaton like twenty thousand times.
0: <laughs> That's what and we call yet, ours too. Do mm-hmm. you really?
2: Um, yeah. It's just not going to happen, though. I mean, he's an actor, and I'm sad, but he's kind of good. So. Did you, <laughs> not that sad.
1: did you Did you try Jesus knows? No, I don't.
2: Mm. I, I think we've really confused him <laughs> on the religion front because <laughs> I think he thinks Zeus is like a legit deity, so I don't know.
1: Well, you did uh, show him Clash the of the Titans. Like
2: a, yeah. No, like we, we were we <laughs> for some reason, the only thing we're raised Catholic, the only thing we pray over is dinner just because it was like a habit. Mm-hmm. And then we said something like do you want to say any other prayers? He's like, yes. Zeus, can you? And then like he prayed to Zeus at the dinner
0: table. So that's awesome.
2: Yeah. I don't know.
0: Our kid prays to Papa Allen, Jason's father, who passed away. Yeah. <laughs> he always prays to Papa Allen. That's sweet. It is, but I'm like, well... He's not a god, son. He's not a god. He's
1: a god, and he's no longer <laughs> in a position to pay for your college, so... <laughs>
0: we'll go with it for now. And we expect you to get
1: a legitimate degree, unlike acting.
0: Well, yeah. he told us that... Um, he said um, a couple weeks ago that... You know, you guys do a lot of good jobs. You do a lot of good work, but acting's not one of them.
2: Dang. <laughs> from five. the mouths of babes. Yeah. Not
0: saying, that he thinks we're bad actors. He just thinks that it's an unfulfilling career choice. An unimportant career choice. He says it's important. not It's, it's not, not an not important, important job. job. Like a fireman yeah. is
1: important. A doctor is important. Mm,
0: to you a know, five-year-old.
1: Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: But being an actor, that's not. You no, know, it, as
1: Californians, the the firemen are pretty goddamn important.
0: Yeah, they, they are pretty damn important. Okay, but let's talk about this for a second. So, you're okay. are, Did you work in college? Did you have a mm-hmm. um, part time gig? Well, and I was. Uh, I started working when I was
2: thirteen. My we had a very like Italian, you know, work ethic. My nonas only question for you was ever like, "Are you working?" You know, yeah. like yeah, work same. Work was good. Um, so I was always the kid with, like, three jobs. Yeah. So, uh, you know, in undergrad, I worked at the box office at the Hillberry, which was the, the one of the theaters at my school. Um, I did another job, and then I worked uh, at a bar called Z's Place. Um, and this is one of the jobs I told you about when I'm launching uh,
0: that the story. Lunch, the lunch runs? Let's talk
1: about it. Yes.
0: <laughs> so you kept this job bartending – Did you move up from uh, where you, did you work multiple positions? Because, I mean, you certainly did. You, you played taxi cab driver at some point, but, um, but you were bartending and usually you can't bartend until you're what 19, 21. I I was already like
2: 19 or 21, I think, or 20. It was like my second year of college, I think maybe third, but I applied and they were looking for, you know, lunchtime bartending staff. Uh, and they, at the time they were building the john dingle vA hospital there um, mid in midtown detroit and uh they had this giant old like sixteen passenger van uh that they decided to start a shuttle service because they would get all these pipe fitters from the VA hospital project to come in for lunch and they would get um, smelt Day was their favorite. They loved when we had smelt. Oh they had like baskets of smelt and fries, and then they would do Wait, drink 22 okay, ounces.
1: Smelt is food you're serving, not something that they're doing at the pipe. Finish. No. <laughs> Small fish. Oh, okay. Um, I, don't, I don't know from smelt.
2: Yeah. Uh, is that a Midwest thing?
0: I didn't know. I, I did not know that was a Midwest thing. I mean, I, I assumed everybody. I thought that was a pretty generic, not generic, a uh, pretty general knowledge, but good to know.
1: New 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 information for me. Maybe everyone else knows and I just caught up. Yeah.
2: Uh yeah, they would they would eat these baskets of smelt and then drink twenty two ounce buds. Uh many of them. And then go back to work and fit. Which, pipes, which explains the whatever of the, the VA. <laughs> I hope their plumbing's good. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, my job was to go pick them up on a few different, you know, shuttle runs drop them off for lunch, bartend and serve food while they're there, and then take them back to the site. And then now, they're inevitable. Go
0: ahead. Let me ask a practical question here. Did you have a commercial vehicle license? Did you have Hell a no, chauffeur no. license? Or no. Did like just go out and drive this giant vehicle of people? Yeah.
2: I had to make a U-turn when we arrived <laughs> there on Woodward Avenue. If you've never no. been to Detroit, this is the Lakeshore Drive or, you know, whatever your main road is woodward Um, or sunset in la yeah it's it's your your main drag and so it's a six lane (laughs) road that i had to do a complete u-turn with uh pipe fitters heckling me because they're all you know 50 something and i'm 19 20 year old girl driving them in a giant van Uh, let's see i there's one guy who was an old Bostonian guy who was probably 70. Oh, wow, well, let's see if I can make the time this time, you know? And I was like, oh, oh God. God. Yeah. And then there was like this rinky-dink uh, parking lot to the side of the building that I they insisted I back the van in. <laughs> I have beep? never excelled at backing a vehicle up ever in my life. I still can't do it. I can parallel park, <laughs> but that's about it. And I, and I did. I, I nicked a car with it like second week or
1: whatever. Oh my was God. Destroyed. But the backup camera is a game changer for me. Oh my God. I just but, got one. Oh. It's the, it's everything. Welcome to not
2: breaking your car. <laughs> you shut th- the radio off.
0: But. I still, yeah, I have to shut the radio off and I still have to look over my shoulder. Back Ugh. to the camera mirror over my shoulder, camera mirror over my shoulder. But you know, <laughs>
1: I have to say, just a quick side note on the backup cameras thing. So we had, you know, we had two cars. We've always had two cars, mostly. And I had an old Honda CRV, and then we got a new Honda CRV that had the backup camera. And then I and I got very accustomed to it to the point that then I would drive the old CRV and I'd be backing up and just staring at the radio where there's no screen and there's no <laughs> Driving backwards, looking at these dials, thinking they're gonna I'm like well, I don't see anything in my way <laughs> you
2: you right behind your car <laughs> oh see whereas i uh it took me a really long time to get used to the backup camera in my car um to the point of you know I would like look over my shoulder and then ah, you know what's behind you yeah. <laughs> It's really weird when there's, like, ice or something over it, and it looks
1: all fisheye lens. Mm. Like, the and world not, looks strange. Not a frequent problem we have here. Oh, yeah. But I but I imagine that that would be an inconvenience.
2: <laughs> no, you handled that well. It wasn't one of those, like, yeah, I would know. It's always gorgeous where I live.
1: <laughs> Ooh, icicles. How exotic.
2: <laughs> now, one thing I forgot to uh, mention about the pipe fitter thing is the return trips became much more interesting because after they
1: had a bunch of Bud lights.
2: Yeah. Uh <laughs> because there would inevitably be the one-way lunch crew who had had a couple too many and then weren't gonna go back.
1: Oh, they were just like we're we're here for the afternoon?
2: Yeah, like uh you know what? I tipped the scales and then like one too many <laughs> beers uh forget it um those pipes are gonna have to fit themselves yeah
0: did those guys tip you did they ever like throw you a couple they were all
2: right they were all right one of them was uh, a little too sweet on me and and kind of totally terrifying so so do you his name was literally brutus brutus (laughs) brutus
0: um are you familiar with pisqually's on woodward yeah they just closed Oh, oh. So I worked there in college. I would come home for like winter break or summers. I would work there as a hostess. And, you know, you had the old Italians come in, the regulars and stuff, and the takeout. And they always tipped. They always tipped for takeout. They always, you know, threw you like a 10 or a five. Or, you know, it was so nice. It was because you were
2: working. A nice girl worked so hard.
0: Worked so hard. Yeah. It was it was fantastic. You don't get that a lot in L.A. Like people, (laughs) people (laughs) tip like that in L.A. But it was nice, you know. In Michigan, everybody works really hard. They you provide a service, they give you some money for it. Yeah, nice.
2: So tipping culture not so good out there. Is that what you're saying? I don't
0: know. I think it depends on where you are. But I I think I think I think this
1: is probably pretty universal. But my experience in L.A. is that the people who work the service jobs or who have worked the service jobs tip extremely well. Yes. And everybody Always. else, yeah, I think it's universal, right? Yeah. And then every and everybody else doesn't really appre- Now, I'm hoping, I don't know this, but I'm hoping that during the pandemic that has changed and people are like really appreciative of the fact that you know they're basically outsourcing their risk. To, yeah. People who are willing to, like, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll go get your food. I'll go get your groceries, man. I'll do it. I need the money.
2: It really kind of shined a, a light as far as what privilege really is. Yeah, you know, yeah. not to get too yeah. deep, but you know, if you have to do, or if you, you know, don't.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, you gotta. Sh- you, I mean, I guess you don't have to, but you really. This is a time when we were tipping exorbitantly and didn't feel like enough. And I'm talking yeah. about early on when we were Instacarting everything. And, yeah, you
0: know. Yeah. we were trying to do our part and minimize uh, people's exposure even to us by staying in and allowing, you know, it, it, they said, you know, use Instacart, use the services, and, you know, we would tip as much as our bill. And we were like, oh, my God, we are broke. We have to go to the grocery store. But, you know, we tried to do that for like two months. Um, and it was interesting because, you know, you wanted like two pounds of green beans and you'd get two green beans. And you were like, who would ever put two <laughs> green beans? What? Why did you give me? It was, you know, or like we put pears once and we got a bag full of rotten pears. And we were like, why is this a bag full of moldy rotten pears? It was a, it was quite an interesting thing. So um, and we had not gone to the grocery store in six weeks we were sort of like
1: we just figured there were no good pears left in the world
0: and we <laughs> that thought, could have been the case you know why is the grocery store not getting goods they're Listen, unloading
2: was- their bad produce on us mm-hmm. yeah it
0: was weird but um but yeah so we would we were tipping even for two green beans like you know this was the most important person in the world because at the time at the beginning of the pandemic they were they were yeah. you know And I I felt so, we're off topic, but I felt so bad because (laughs) sometimes it was like a man was delivering our food that was my dad's age and I just wanted to protect him and I wanted to be like, stop, what are you doing? And I I have a lot of anxiety about this whole pandemic thing. (laughs) I mean I think we are. You are
1: completely by yourself.
2: <laughs> you are
1: the only one who is at all concerned, Jamie. Stop Listen, it. I am a
2: yeah. I am a low-key tortoise energy kind of gal. Like I don't typically flip. I mean, unless I might have like embarrassed myself bad, then that'll replay forever. But otherwise, yeah. like I'm not a worry work. And when I tell you I was like at the edge in April, like March, <laughs> April. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, I quit smoking like seven months ago hooray but
0: hooray. at the time
2: yeah yeah at the beginning it was like sit in the garage and chain smoke and then worry and then chain smoke some more and then freak out because you're smoking and it's like a lung plague
1: mm-hmm. right, right. <laughs> and
2: right. then come in and like cry in my husband's lap and um and he'd what be, like, are we I gonna know what do what you're afraid of and he'd be like calm down like why are, so are you so calm
0: why are you not like i am that's fine and then can i say he got shingles like <laughs> and then hello. he got shingles
1: yeah <laughs> got and i
2: was like
0: see the world is on fire oh my god
1: yeah. i got um, it from you Margaret. worst week of my life <laughs> So I, i'm gonna
0: do the I'm worst i'm absorbing your ever. pen i'm gonna do the worst uh segue what's a segue
1: you are yeah. this is it um, <laughs> this is the worst segue Defining ever. Defining segue. I think it's the
0: worst segue ever. Webster's Bart defines time. a segue
1: oh, as. <laughs> well,
0: it occurred to me in a, in a moment that a segue is that bike, that two wheel thing people stand on. It, it gets you from
1: one place to another. It Jesus
0: is. Christ, <laughs> blowing my mind right now. <laughs> um, I'm going to segue back to bartending because this. J-
1: I'm just going to Uber
0: we like it. i'm gonna uber back to it i'm gonna take a scooter one of those those free I'm scooters make, or... i'm gonna take the detroit metro link back to bartending i don't know what this that that is. That? i don't know listen <laughs> the hell listen.
2: we don't have public transportation what are really? you
0: nuts i remember working the auto shows uh i was in college and i worked just the detroit auto show i wasn't traveling with them yet and i had a mm-hmm. woman who was like Working at also, she was older and she, we were hostessing for people when they showed up, especially during press week. That's when she was there. And I was like, she said, where did you, I asked her where she parked so we could walk to our cars afterwards together. And she said, oh no, I took public transportation. And I remember immediately going, we don't have public transportation. that? Right. The bus down Woodward. And I thought, oh my God, like mind blown.
1: Mm. Like equivalent in any other city of having a canoe that you ride through the sewer
0: i mean
1: (laughs) god it's like you've been here
0: it was it was it was really strange it was really strange she was like that's hilarious i take the bus and i was like it's
2: it's funny because uh at the y downtown we're right at a people mover stop Mm -hmm. And the people mover for anybody who hasn't been to Detroit is just this loop. It's like an elevated Mm -hmm. train that just goes in a circle. I forgot Um, it was called the people mover. Oh, my God. Well, and that's one of those things like you're used to it. But like when they first named it, you're like, are they seriously going to call it the people mover? (laughs) Because it's moving people. Well, uh, welcome to literal people anonymous. (laughs) Um, So... (laughs) But if I want to go to the Renaissance Center or somewhere else downtown for lunch or a meeting or whatever, I get on that thing all the time and people, locals are like, you went on the people mover? Why did you go on the people mover? I'm like, it's like living in a real city. You know, I didn't have to walk there. I'm people. But I wanted to be
0: moved. So I was. <laughs> moved myself like a sucker. I've been on the people mover. I've been on the People Mover a couple times. I don't remember There's a why. beautiful
2: view of the river, you know, and because there's, like I said, just a circle, so. Yeah. But now when you go past your Louis Arena, it's all torn down.
0: Oh, that's so strange.
2: It is. It's gone.
0: I've read, I haven't been to Detroit in, well, because of the pandemic, and then, yeah, I haven't been to Detroit since, for 18 months. That's crazy. That's crazy. Um. So okay. So bartending. So if people don't know, Wayne State is in Detroit, and uh, it's a university in Detroit. And um. But so you're bartending. I assume the bar is in Detroit, and you're living down there. Yes. Both. Okay. Yeah. And are you auditioning at this time? Because a uh, little known fact, Detroit does have, you know, casting offices and yeah. uh, agencies. There's three big ones. What were the three big agencies? Um, it was iGroup, Talent I Group, Shop. Talent
2: Shop. And there's one more. Plus Productions Plus. I yes, that's what I'm thinking kind of. of. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Yep, 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 yep. That's so But funny. now I
2: think there's only iGroup. I don't know. Uh, you know, the film incentive came and went. And so there was like sort of a hot time. And then now there's nothing, but Hmm. the auto show was really kind of the big gig. At the time I wasn't, um, I I really don't have a long history of auditioning because in that Midwestern approach you were talking about earlier, sort of digging a rut, like I will find entities and I will stay with them for quite a while. So, you know, I was in college and then I got into the second city, and I was there for quite a long time. And then I, you know, got involved with Planet and Ant, and I was there for a long time. So, you know, I just sort of like made homes for myself and did all my creativity within these bubbles of theater. So I didn't do a
1: ton of that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mostly yeah. theater. You
1: didn't miss anything. Auditioning is the worst part.
0: <sighs> Especially Ugh. Detroit. My Detroit commercial audition career was talking about making you feel like a ant in the world Ugh. like that. I mean, they were really, they were really brutal. And when I got to LA, yeah. I, I anticipated it being the same way. And and I would cry after my commercial auditions in Detroit. My mom was like, well, why do you want to do this? And I was like, well, I'm just, I don't know. Um, but so when I came to LA at 22, I, I thought, Oh, it's going to be real bad because everyone had said if you can't handle this then you shouldn't go yeah and they were so stinking nice here compared to that it could have all been (laughs) phony but they were so nice compared to Detroit audition offices I, I and management I cannot tell you how tough Detroit is I mean they will like well, it's the difference between thank you it. for
1: coming in and get the fuck out.
0: It is. Yeah. Or it here's is. the
1: problem with you. <laughs>
0: like, let me tell <laughs> always, you on the way out. Always. Mm. Here's the problem with you. I have never been told that there's more wrong with me than the audition in Detroit at 22. Let me just
2: say this. Try being fat. Because <laughs>
0: I, I literally
2: have gone on and on about the audition calls that I get. And this is, you know part of a grander thing why i never really sort of moved to another market to uh move on in this career i think it's you know it's just different for big women versus big guys in comedy um but that's a whole other conversation i would get these calls and and i would like laugh afterward you know because like a week before my wedding i got a call for the before girl in a bariatric act and, and she was not kind about it at all. It was I like
0: did, I did a weight loss court. We talked about this on another show. I was the oh, after girl for oh, a weight loss drug. Yes, I and I was like, this is weird and plays very. And it was it was a regional. It was a thirteen state regional commercial. Keep going. This is blowing my mind right now because no, I, I, I get it And you'll do it because it's a gig, right?
2: Because It's a gig and it's mm. paying my rent. Yes. Well, this was like, you know, I was 29. I was about to get married. I wasn't, you know, I was much smaller than I am now. uh, And, you know, felt vital and alive. But she's like, you know, well, here's the here's so here's the scenario. It's uh, a mother whose son wants her help with the school play. But she's kind of making a face because she knows she can't go up on like a ladder or lift things. Around. I'm like, bitch, I'm not like housebound. <laughs> <laughs> this is, like What if they'll have to break down a wall and like, get <laughs> a crane out or anything? Like, calm the fuck down. But then I got another one for an Ob Trice video, right? And they're like, here's the scenario. Uh, he's he sees a hot girl in a bikini, and then he rubs his eyes, and then it's like you in a bikini, ha 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 ha. <laughs> like, you know what? I don't think I'm available oh, I that it. day. Right? <laughs> like, is it a cartoon? There was just constantly that stuff, or you know, they always did um, through those agencies, like l- legal. um, like reenactments for yep, lawsuits, yep, yeah, and uh, so like they would straight up call and be like, "Yeah, so um, we're doing this reenactment. Um, do you still weigh this? And will the seatbelt fit around?" I'm oh like, my! What the <laughs> fuck, man, what, what, what <laughs> kind of picture do you have in my file? Is it like Jabba the Hutt? <laughs> like um, I walk around and you know I'm live. You. I'm, I'm
0: just, I feel whew. you because when I was auditioning for the auto show for touring, I was too big for a couple companies. I and get I that. weighed one hundred and seventeen pounds it. at five mm-hmm. five and a half, and they told me to my face that I was too heavy. For certain car brands yep and i was like i had such a complex i had such a complex i was Which like just oh, insane to me oh my god i mean how much more can you not eat can you work out i mean and i was 22 i was like yeah and i did not you know it, you know this was like year 2000 1999 2000 i had just graduated yeah. college It was 2001 and i was like well well I suck. I must be the suckiest person in the room. You know, like you yeah. just, you can't, you can't overcome that. Like you can't, you don't go in and go, I'm better than that. And I have more to offer than that at 22. You don't, you come out going, well, this career's going. Yeah. <laughs> nowhere. Well, this and it's not just your career show. though. It's your whole self, right?
2: Like in other jobs, you can bomb an, an interview without feeling like you're a detestable worm <sighs> Like bile to look at, you know. <laughs> like, you can answer a question poorly in an interview and just be like, "Well, I, I'm not going to get that job," and not like, right. "God, I should just shave my face off with a razor." <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Disgusting. I remember. You know? I won't in the talent agency. She's probably no longer there, and um, because it was a woman, and um, and it was by her name, and I remember her telling me. Um, sorry, I just muted myself. Um, I remember her telling me. uh well, you're one of the best readers I've ever brought in for, you know, because, you nice. know, when you're a product specialist or an announcer at the auto show, it's like chrome tubular t- side step, you know, side rails, blah, blah, blah. And you know, making and this sound down. interesting. Yeah. And and of course, I came from a journalism background, uh, TV news. So uh, I was like, well, thank you. And she's like, but, you know, you have to be prettier. And I just thought. twice <laughs> I'm like, oh. I don't know how to be clear. We're gonna go
1: with the gal who didn't read so good.
0: So I'm gonna, oh I'm gonna admit for the first time on this show ever that I was rejected from. I was trying to get out to LA, and I did. I, I didn't come from a, a family with money or anything, so I, you know, it was all on my own. And so I, I was working um, at NBC News uh, locally, and and they don't pay. And I was like, I was just trying to get out to be an actor. I wanted to do comedy. I didn't want to do the news. And so I was just anything. So I'm trying to book this auto show and I just kept getting rejected because I was one too fat, not pretty enough, but the best reader in the room. So I finally, they, GM had this, (laughs) they did this experimental group called the accessories group and we didn't have to be pretty or skinny. We just had to be smart. And I (laughs) got my... (laughs) So... What a fucking concept. <laughs> so I got booked on the GM oh, Accessories Group what, and what
1: Brain Trust put this together.
0: <laughs> let me tell you, let me tell you. They gave a guy. You guys we
2: get a lot of actresses in here that are interesting people. And I think <laughs> we should put together this is what this let is me, what absolutely let me, baffles absolutely balanced this. Right, right. There wasn't any uh, you know, like the
1: guy.
0: kind that would probably hook up with Kyle, like those kind of level of girls. <laughs> you know. It was exactly. Uh, so I did it. I took it because you guys and like all the girls at the auto oh show were God. like suits and nice outfits that are tailored. They told us, to "I go, don't want to know." Here's fifty bucks. Go buy yourself a <laughs> pair of khakis from the gas. <laughs> 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 or whatever fits you well, and buy two pair for fifty bucks. Buy two pair and Stop we, were, we were, I was like okay and then they gave us these um oh my god i'm crying i'm laughing oh so hard. my god um, and then they gave me this ugly blue sweater um, two ugly blue sweaters that I had to wear, so I look like a salesman from the floor of the accessories department at a GM dealership. So we show up and people think we're maintenance at the auto show, and really oh were like the really <laughs> And my car was the Pontiac Aztec, if you all remember oh the Pontiac wow.
1: Aztec. <laughs> anyone
2: who's seen breaking bad remembers and the party they, they yes. gave away the
1: aztec on on like the second oh. season of survivor these are people who have been living on the beach with like with with nothing and <laughs> here's a car and, with a
0: tent in it yeah and they're like Ugh. you guys i <laughs> i listen i made a lot of money oh. I, yeah, I, you made, did. I made enough money and i you know moved to la with my first check packed my car, drove out, and then, you know, made them fly me from LAX to shows or whatever. Because I felt at that point, like they, you know, I I asked actually permission. I was like, I'm not going to live in Detroit. I'm going to be moving to LA. Will you fly me from LA to wherever I have to go? And they said, yes, but you'd have to pay the difference if it was more expensive than flying you from Detroit. And I did it because I was like, that's fine. If it happens, it happens because I'm going to go do my thing. That that
2: auto show gig uh, for actors around here is a lifeline. It's a like lifeline. you do auto show season, <laughs> uh, Greenfield Village season. Like that was just, yes. yes. If you haven't been around here, Greenfield Village is like the yeah. Greenfield Village
0: is like the um,
2: uh, historical village. You yes,
0: know,
1: where you're Jamie the butter. Was a, she was a Ren Faire gal. I
0: did the Renaissance Michigan Renaissance oh, Festival. Nice. That was my first paid acting gig in high school. Oh, nice. I got paid
1: now i
2: need to rewind just slightly because what galls me about that story is how beautiful you are um and how dumb that sounds like you know if you were on the accessories committee i would have been on the like under a bridge team like Carol. how uh, how the fuck? I mean, I hate to say, like your sad story made me feel a little bit better, but thank you for
0: telling it because I'm here to make everybody feel better. That is the point of this podcast. Oh I my god!
1: Just pivot and talk about um, maybe the most exciting role you played in college yeah, for
0: real, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and it was a costume role. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a lot of those. This particular one. Where you, you played a a dancing coke can. <laughs>
0: mm. <laughs>
1: yep. And yep. I wanna
0: know what that paid because it sounds like um you stuck with it for a bit. So uh it was one
2: uh summer or whatever the season was. It now picture this is like nineteen ninety three or four. When was the World Cup here? Mm. They played a bunch of games at the Silverdome.
0: Yeah, I feel like I was working at McDonald's, so I think it was 93.
2: Yeah. Uh, So at the time, $10 an hour.
0: Yeah, that's badass.
2: Pretty good change. And also, you know, (laughs) you consider the fact that I put myself through college in the way people used to do that uh, because it was like, you know, $80 a credit hour. So, you know, this is like my summer job. I'm going to save up some money and pay for my college. Yeah, Uh, yeah, we got paid $10 an hour, which seemed like quite a big deal at the time. That is a big deal.
0: How many shows did you do?
2: Uh, It was kind of a, like, as needed thing. But I think over the course of, say, like, six weeks, we probably did, like, four or so gigs a week, three or four gigs a week.
0: That's awesome money.
2: That's great. It was good. Uh, It was hot as hell. Uh, I imagine
1: so. Yeah. Did they have similar rules to Disneyland, where you're like not allowed to take your costume head off?
2: <laughs> well, that would have been <laughs> difficult. So the costume started around at your knees, and then went uh, probably like three feet over your head. Uh, so you're like inside of a plastic op can uh-huh. that has a you have a fan attached to your waist I'm that just ask it. Did you have a fan? Yeah, and then you have like these armholes, almost like. You know, if somebody's living in a plastic bubble and you put your hand mm-hmm. through the things, it's just you only have the mobility from like your elbow down. So now, you're kind of like this.
1: Jamie yeah. was going to ask about the fan, but I think you meant for cooling yourself, right? But She was no. saying that this was a fan for inflating the costume. <gasps> yes.
0: It wasn't for cooling you down? No.
2: Oh. No, because I remember the first day, because there was one of the first times we did it was outside of the silver dome as fans were coming into the world cup and i know i had a i had a red t-shirt on underneath and you would always go in twos so like it was you and then a friend who would be your handler it's like six of us friends all got hired to do this um you know just to keep people from messing with you So they didn't have to wear the
0: costume like one of you had to wear the costume and one got to just be the handler the other one carried
1: a bat yes (laughs)
0: yes um so i
2: remember that day after say you know three hours or so like outside in the heat i took that costume off and that red shirt you could just see like the sweat line and it was you know down around my waist like it was just it was soaked we were just that's amazing and then you're supposed to you know be like happy 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 did you I'm take pictures with can. people were people
0: like uh, i want to get my picture with the yeah <laughs> human coke can
2: Yes. And I don't know why we don't have any of our own, but you know, that wasn't an era where you could take pictures with your phone. So right.
1: We didn't even have phones. Shit. You, in your email to us, you said something that, you know, I think keeps coming back over and over again. Um, and I'm going to quote you. I, you said, I guess I could look at this in two ways. My day job is my real hustle and my art stuff is my side hustle these days. And I can't tell you how often I feel that I, so many people we've spoken to feel that. Uh-huh, and uh-huh. you know, sometimes it goes back and forth, but your current, I'm not going to call it a side hustle. I will call it your day job is uh-huh. like this beautiful mix of arts and, and day jobby jobbiness, which is, you know, being the executive director at Y arts um, uh-huh. because, and, and also it really feeds right into that, Thing that you have, and that you are this fosterer of creativity.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and you're working, I mean, it's with kids. It's, you know, I, I would love for you to actually speak about what that job is. Yeah. Um, so cool. Do that. Okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, I never set out to uh, have a career in nonprofit arts, uh, but I've fell into it. And so I started off as a teaching artist, uh, for this Y arts segment of the YMCA in metropolitan Detroit. And I was just teaching, um, improv and acting and a little bit of writing. And then they started this media thing and they were like, well, you can just make movies with them or whatever. And I'm like, ah, and this was like in an era where like, Cameras had tapes and like, you know, you had to learn Final Cut Pro and, um, you know, but somehow I learned it and and I ended up there. But then a lot of people started to leave and eventually they were like, you could probably run this, right? I'm like, I mean, okay, I'm an actor. I can fake it till I make it. Uh, And then they made me the director and then they made me the executive director. But basically what we do... So we're the Arts and Humanities branch of the Y. We're our own branch. We just don't have our own facility. Uh, We're based in the downtown Detroit uh, branch, although I've been working remotely since March. Uh, And most of our programming is grant-funded arts programs that we take into schools, predominantly Detroit um, schools, uh, but some uh, throughout Southeast Michigan. And then uh, we have a theater space, uh, the Marlene Bull Theater, And then, so that's kind of like our mission there is to offer professional theater space at a reasonable rental rate for people who want to produce works. That's awesome. Uh, We mostly partner with um, the University of Detroit's uh, theater company and they do their whole season there, but we have dance companies and film companies and, and, you know, local theater or we did. Now we're sort of, uh, to use the P word again, pivoting to uh, creating a lot of streaming content and and access to create streaming content, which is another, you know, feeding our mission of, we just want to give resources and platform to emerging and established artists, and then also connect those artists via teaching artistry to youth and, you know, help build our creative community that way. So- We have a pottery studio at the Y, but obviously that's been shut down for now. And then we have a gallery space in the lobby where we show uh, local artists. Right now we're doing online. Um, We do actually have uh, in that sort of in-between window when things kind of lightened up a little bit. um, We did have an artist come in, Gwen Joy, and she has a lot of paintings there. But the Ys are open. Um, We just have a lot of safety uh, protocols Mm -hmm. in place and, and people you know, mask up to work out and stuff like that. But it's been a great opportunity. Our biggest partner is the Detroit Creativity Project and we do the improv project with them. Mm-hmm. Um, which is great to get to use my background and to work with uh close friends like Beth hagenlarker and Beth Locker and Mark Evan Jackson to sort of create this huge thing. And we serve in regular times about four hundred and fifty kids a semester uh with free improv classes.
0: That's amazing. Um, and media
2: arts is kind of our other specialization. So
0: art is something that is fundamental to our our growing. I mean, you can't yeah. you can't grow as a human being without the principles of art or having any exposure to it. And so it's so projects like um Detroit Creativity Project are so important because, you know, a lot of kids otherwise wouldn't be exposed to it. I mean, <clears throat> yeah. even here in Los Angeles, there's no art programs in LAUSD for the most part. I mean, yep, we're at the Y. We're I, it's it's so yeah. It's it's detrimental to uh, the brain. It needs it to grow. Um, I also want to touch uh, for a second on Margaret. Also writes a romance novels, y'all. Yeah, oh. oh. which is amazing. <laughs>
2: I am a member of the Romance Writers of America and the Greater Detroit Romance Writers of America. She's gilded, up. and
0: I don't want to put you in a gilded hole. I mean, we're already putting you in a genre as a romance writer, but I don't want to pigeonhole you. But tell us so far, how you've written two romance novels?
2: Uh, a lot more, but worthy of anyone reading. I, I'm probably at five. Oh, I, I have like prolific a page to finish on one and then that'll be done amazing and i just started a new thing this weekend and i'm about 3500 words in that's fantastic Um, and
0: is there a genre within romance that you're focused on i write
2: predominantly contemporary uh romance but um uh and this is not good for brand at all but i do kind of jump all over the place so like the piece i'm writing now is kind of a I don't want to say historical because it's a made up place. And then I have a fantasy one that I'm in the middle of working on, and then a couple other historical pieces. So, you know, I jump around, but most of what I write is um, is uh, contemporary. I do have a website for that. Yes. Yeah. We There's would like your website. It's just maggieelliott.com. Elliot with one L and one T. Eliot. That's my name. Eliot. Well, there was a Maggie Elliot with
0: ls2ts so and we've but already interviewed a... kendra elliott oh yeah we we had a uh a, a romance crime author on uh kendra elliott and oh, when cool. i was like you have 36 published books she's like no i don't and that we were like we counted them kendra we counted them <laughs> um which is not the
1: same as having read them
0: no i've read a bunch <laughs> of them i haven't read all 36 of them but i have read um a handful of them um and they're great. They're great. She does crime romance. Um, well, I guess it fits in this, you know, sometimes romance has that thing where it genres. genres. Um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, romance, crime, contemporary, but um, I think it's awesome. When do you find, th- before we ask you the pivotal question, um, when do you find the time, your mom, you have a seven-year-old, uh, mm-hmm. you're executive director of Y Arts, And I know that you're putting in more than 40 hours a week doing that. I mean yep. just listing off all the things that you're doing. Um, when do you find the time? Like where how do you make space for your own creative projects like writing novels and performing? And you have a um uh a, you have a show now as well that uh yep. new episodes every month. Um where do hey you find girl. the time? Hey girl. I um I write every day.
2: Uh and it is um when my kid goes to bed, so around nine, once oh. the bed process is done, uh, till about midnight. So about three hours a night. So may I understand
0: this. You never speak to your husband. Have you spoken to her? How if I can help
2: it? It's not a speaking. No, he does all the talking.
0: <laughs>
2: right. Uh well, these days we're together quite a bit, right? Indeed, um, indeed, But Yeah, that was that was a concern of mine, and especially because when I used to smoke, I would sit in the garage to write year round. Uh, nice. Yeah, that's so why I got a space heater for Christmas <laughs> <laughs> Uh But I did feel badly because, yeah that that would have been our, you know, sort of TV time together. But you know that that's the time I took to write no, it's a little bit more of a balance. I don't always do it. And, um, and i don't always do it for that length of time. Yeah. But I have gotten really quite adept at saying no, like I've been weeding out a lot of things because mm-hmm. I just started to realize like the calendar matrix is just too much. Um, so, you know, it's once a month with that show and then the writing in the evenings and then meetings for trying to get the writing out there yeah um but you know once people start to say will you join this thing once a week or you know like nope nope no no i don't want to do your sketch thing and i don't want to you know i'm doing my stuff at this point yeah my life so
0: so was it all worth it are you happy with the uh trajectory and the side hustles and the long ass days and And long nights and the the long nights
1: not talking to your husband
2: (laughs) (laughs) it is worth it it was worth it i think what i'm really fortunate in is my last night at second city detroit downtown like they pie you in the face and then you make a speech or whatever and i remember very specifically saying like well what do you do when you know that the best years of your life have already happened right um that time there which was fucking magical and like the people that i was with right um as is evidenced by their success it was like an unbelievable group of people Mm mm-hmm Uh, what I think is really amazing about my life and why I'm glad it kind of played out the way it did is I had this really long, super creative chunk of time with, um, present company included, like some super amazing, talented, funny, cool people. Um, and then I had to kind of grow up a little bit (laughs) like a real job, but even that was in a creative realm and it was in, I was just talking to John about this the other day, like. I don't have to sell somebody's product. I don't have to do things that don't fill my bucket. Like the first time I saw a showcase of kids that we worked with who were, you know, underserved, disadvantaged youth that had to sing in a choir that they didn't want to do because uh, they we were tough kids, you know? And then they sang and loved it. And it was a total movie moment and I cried. And so, you know, then I find this whole new way that my creativity, like you were saying, gets pushed out. Um, that is like way more fulfilling than glorifying myself. Mm-hmm. Right. So now I got this whole new chapter and now creatively, I feel like I'm in a fourth or fifth chapter um, going into the fiction thing and into the, the web series. Uh, Cause now it feels like all the fat is cut, and I get to just do the things that I really enjoy. Yeah. Um, so I don't have to hustle. Uh, Cause knock wood I have medical care and uh yeah, <laughs> these, really all we need. Know, wage but um so you know it, it it's really it, it's not you know I'm not walking red carpets and I'm you know not um but I, I don't think that was ever really the thing right I everybody else wanted to act and I was wanted to be the teacher so
0: that's awesome um, anyways, we just want to say thank you so, 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 so much for doing this on a Saturday yeah. in the middle of the day. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate it so much.
1: You're a good sport. You and are. A
0: it's dark here now. Yeah, oh, yeah it's got to be 4.30. Damn it.
1: Well, thank you.
2: Thank you. It was so great to catch up with you guys. You too.
1: You too. She sold on Monday new year sticks what's your new year's resolution for 2021
0: well i want to have a year of amazing episodes stacked with incredible guests
1: well i can't think of a better way to start the year off right than having the one and only scott narver on our show
0: ah, we'll talk comedy pro wrestling and of course opening boxes
1: see you all in 2021 and happy, happy new, new year, year.